fire. Four blocks away, I got a visual on the apartment building. Can you upgrade this to a third lawn? This is the working part. Be advised, we have a woman trapped on the balcony on the fourth floor alpha bubble corner. We were unable to make that rescue. We're making a rescue now on the alpha side. Welcome to another edition of Undercover Mental Health. Today we have Tammy on from Saddles in Service. What Saddles in Service does is it provides equine therapy to first responders. This program is like no other in the world. It's amazing. And Tammy and her husband Mike provide these services to veterans and frontline workers at no charge. I'd like to take the time to thank the people who created the online resource Heads Up Guys. If you are struggling with depression or anxiety or want to find out more, please check out headsupguys.org. Hi, Tammy. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing really well. Okay. Explain to me what's equine therapy. You know... Equine therapy, it's such a broad term now, okay. right? Because so many people are are getting um, into this wonderful aspect of mental health uh, through horses. So really we have, to break it down a little bit, you have the equine therapy, which could be um, really more associated with psychotherapy, using psychotherapists, with a horse and, and a client. Um, and then you have equine assisted learning, equine assisted activities, equine assisted growth, I think. And then I think there's even equine assisted growth and learning, but what, what these really all mean is, um, you are working with the horse. You are, you are using, well, I don't want to say using the horse as a tool, you're building a relationship with this horse and horses are good for the soul. They're good for the mental health. You're outside. So, you know, you think about equine therapy and it's, it's really, it's really an activity that is good for the mental health. I'm not quite sure if I answered that as well as, you know, you know what, you and I both have a mutual friend by the name of Michael Geyer, who did a documentary, he produced a documentary, yes. and you were, your ranch was in his show at the very end of the documentary. Saddles and service, what is saddles and service? So what saddles and service is, is we take rescued horses, we rehabilitate them, and we give them a new purpose, right? Because everyone's a purpose. So we give these horses a purpose. And what they do is they work with our veterans and our first responders who have been diagnosed with or are suffering from um post-traumatic stress, anxiety, depression, job-related stress, um, and then also traumatic brain injuries. And, and, you know, these guys too, they, they're looking for purpose. A lot of them are struggling right now, um, whether it be um, they're out of the military now and they're just trying to assimilate into civilian life or if they're a first responder, we have a lot of um, law enforcement 
and a lot of fire that come out here. And sometimes they're just looking for their purpose again. They've kind of gotten lost. And um, so when we pair them up with the horse, they build a bond and a relationship. And, you know, they have this purpose-filled mission to um, learn horsemanship and to be the best they can be for the horse. And it's, it's really quite interesting to see how these relationships, they're, they're deep relationships that they build with these horses. Um, and so with Saddles and Service, that's what we do. We bring them together and we give them a new purpose. We really do. And, um, but it's also, it's a tool. We give them a tool to put in their resource or their toolbox um, for when they're with their family and friends or when they're with their colleagues or just out in general in the public. Um, a lot of times they don't know how to live in the present. They're having problems with being in the present because they're reliving past um, things that have happened, uh, something they could have done different, something they felt they did wrong, or just a memory of, you know, something really traumatic, um, especially when they're in war, these guys coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, but then what our first responders, what, what you all, you know, roll up on sometimes these horrific accidents or fires. Um, and so, a lot of times these guys can't get out of that living in the past and, or they're stressing about the future. They're worried about a future event. And so we try and help them get in the present because when you're in the present, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And so when you're with the horse, you have to be in the present. You have to be with that horse. Otherwise that horse is going to just walk off from you right? That horse wants to know you're with it. And um, so we're hoping the more that um, our heroes are out here with the horse, they know what it feels like to be in the present and how good it feels that, you know, that will help them when they are um, with family and friends that they can be in the present and they can be with their family. They can be there with them. So not only does it help the veteran or first responder, but it helps strengthen the family as well. And also the departments they work for, if they're still active, it really does. It's a contagious thing when people learn to be in the present and, you know, they feel good about themselves. It's contagious. It, it really is. And we've started doing groups as well. So we have, um, groups of nurses that come out and they come together and they get to bond even as a group and they get to laugh and they're having, you know, fun out here with the horses and they're all on their own horse. And, um, you know, cause in the workplace, it's a stressful time right now. You know, it's a real stressful time, whether you're in fire or, or police or, you know, our nurses that are in the emergency rooms and the ICUs and they're dealing with all these COVID patients. Um, you know, there's a lot of stress. So to be able to come out here with your colleagues and not experience stress, but really just enjoy a good time out in nature with these majestic animals. It's, it's good for the soul. It, it gives you a chance to reset and kind of re-energize. 
You know, when we first spoke, I researched your program and it reminded me of the movie City Slickers because the people that come to your ranch aren't just with the horse, they're riding the horses. Everyone, when I first tell them, oh, so when you first ride, you're going to ride bareback. Some of the looks are like, wait, what? I'm riding bareback? I'm like, look, it's easy. It's so, and honestly, some of our guys that come out here that were so nervous about riding bareback, they're like, yeah, can I just ride bareback today? It's just, it's, it's better. <laughs> so yes, but they learn how to ride. We walk, trot, canter. Um, they learn to do obstacles. We put the barrels out there and do go around the barrels or the poles. And um, it's pretty funny when you get a group of, of veterans and first responders and, you know, they're like, okay, Navy, you're up. Let's see what you can do. Or, you know, the cops or the firefighters. It's, it's pretty fun to just see the camaraderie um, and just that it, it's, it's fun. We're city slickers. We're out here, city slickers on horses. How long have you been doing this? We started December of 2017 and um, we weren't ready to start, but a friend of ours um, called and her brother was in a really bad way. And um, she called me crying, please can my brother come out? And I thought, okay, we're not ready, but yeah, yes, he can come out. And he came out, my husband, did you tell him we're not ready? I go, yes, but you know, we got to have him come out. And so he comes out and Mike showed him some stuff in the round pen with the horse. And I saw them, they started talking about, uh, they were in a couple of the same places in Afghanistan. So the commonalities between them, they just started talking. And Mike said, you know, Joe, we're not ready, but do you want to help us get ready? And Joe's like, absolutely, yes, what can I do? And so Joe is actually in the film, in um, the documentary, he was one of the ones interviewed. Joe has since, um, you know, he still, he lives here on our property. He's our ranch hand. He has his own horse now. Um, he just finished a great, uh, uh, he got a certificate in, um, like crane operating, the large equipment. He just landed a fantastic job. And so we're so proud to see where he was December 2017 and now where he is. You know, it just warms your heart. He's like a son to us now. So, you know, but that means he gets, you know, crap too when I get mad at him, I can tell him what he needs to do. But yeah, so December 2017, we had our very first veteran, gosh, it's crazy how we've just grown so much. I mean, we've seen over 350 now veterans and first responders um, through our program. So whew, it's been a, it's been a ride. It's been a really cool ride though. You're a very cool family. Your whole family has served. Yes. Uh, my husband served 25 years in the Navy. Um, and our son is a, uh, police officer down in Chula Vista here in San Diego. And our other son is um, in the process, uh, the hiring process for fire. And our daughter-in-law is a ICU nurse. So yeah, we've, we've got them all. <laughs> and when a first responder comes to your ranch or your program, how long 
would they stay there? What would they do when they first come? Would they come for a couple hours or? Sure. So when they first start the program, uh, their first day here is usually it's about two hours for their first time. Um, they get right in with the horse. Like we don't, I don't waste time. They show up. We talk about the uh, predator-prey relationship and what they can learn about themselves from interacting with the horse. And then they go with their wrangler, they get their horse and they're with their horse for two hours. A lot of times what happens is once they're finished, I will always invite them to stay if they wanna stay longer. And most of the time they do, and they'll work with some of our volunteers and just groom horses. So the program itself is about two hours, give or take. And then, you know, they're welcome to stay longer if they want to stay and um, just spend time with the horses. And they usually come once a week. Uh, some come every other week, depending on their schedule. And then some come on their program day and then they come other days to volunteer. So we're one big family. And it doesn't cost the people that come through your program cent, does it? Completely free of charge. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, well, for me, I, I it was so important to get these men and women out here um, and at first our name was different. We had therapy in our name. And when I'm talking to some of these Navy SEALs and we have a couple, uh, Rangers and, um, yeah, some of these guys are in those high, high stress jobs. They, and, and actually some of our cops and firefighters, right? Because they're still active. They're in their, in their jobs. They didn't want to go to anywhere that had therapy in the name. And so I thought about it and I was like, you know, I just want these guys out here. And, so, you know, we didn't, we weren't charging. We weren't looking to become millionaires from starting a foundation, believe me, because we just want the guys to come here. Right. Cause I know once they're here and they spend time with the horse, there's no going back. Got to do what you got to do to get you guys out here. My old self wouldn't like to go to anything that had therapy in the name either. So, but my new self has no problem. It's interesting how you grow through trauma. And when you come out the other side, like you talked about, Joe, um, when you come out the other side, you can perform again and you feel good about yourself and you have purpose and you accept yourself for all the stuff that happened, but also who you are too. And your program does that for people. It gives them purpose, but it also gets them through that tough part of that journey. Yes, yes. And you know what I, I find a lot um, a lot of times when they're finished for the day after they've ridden their horse, we, we ask them, uh, we have a Panis questionnaire that we just ask them when they get here. And then after they've worked with their horse, a simple, simple Panis questionnaire. And what we always find is how they feel so much, uh, pride in their accomplishments that they had with the horse. And so that's really cool, right? Cause it's good to feel proud about something you just did or something they had learned. And so I, I really enjoy seeing that. Well, when you have elite special forces come through there, like Rangers and Navy SEALs and MARSOC, and you have these people that are, they're trained at the highest level. They're so well chosen. Um, you know, 75% of the people that try and get into those elite teams don't make it. And the ones that do are so 
focused and so well supported in the military, especially in the United States, they seem to not be affected by post-traumatic stress openly. But it's interesting that they come through your program because they are, when, it, when you talk about bravado, those special forces, I mean, that, that's the definition of bravado. Well, and I'll tell you what, some of these guys who are these like battle hardened guys, when that horse joins up with them, they start to cry and you will see them open up to this horse. And um, a lot of times you're right. These guys who have all this training, they have these training to compartmentalize everything. Right. And then at some point, they need to fix that. And I think, uh, and I think now there, there was such a stigma, right? There was such a stigma that, oh, PTSD is just for weak, right? We're, we're not weak. So we don't have that. We have to have this brave, like you said, the, that bravado, but luckily, you know, it's coming out now and there's just, you know, less stigma attached to it. And so, um, but yeah, See, that's why I had to not have therapy in our name. And, you know, I'm like, you want to come be a cowboy and learn how to rope? And they're, then they're like, okay. And honestly, with our some of these high level or high stress, you know, they, they're adrenaline junkies, some of these guys. I want to start bringing in Mustangs. We want to start doing the Mustang program because I can give them an adrenaline rush, no problem with the Mustang. <laughs> So whatever we have to do, whatever we need to do, we're going to do it to help out. And you're talking about maybe connecting with another ranch up in Montana. Is that correct? Well, well, what we want to do is we're hoping our, our big thing is we need to expand because our infrastructure just can't hold the number of veterans and first responders that are coming through our gates. So we really need to expand. So if anyone out there has a ranch that they want to lease to us for a dollar a month or something, hey, we will be there and we will take care of the property. Um, but yeah, we're looking to come up to um, really go up into uh, Wyoming is one of our Wranglers. It lives up in Wyoming. And uh, we want to start a week-long program where we're going to do cattle work. So it's really, truly like city slinkers, like you said earlier. Um, we're going to teach them how to work cattle from their horse. Um, we're going to move cattle, do uh, the vaccinations, do the castration for the young, young ones and tag them. And then at the end of the day, after a 12 hour day of being in the saddle or being with the cows, um, just sit around a campfire and just unpack the day and unpack the successes and, and just how, you know, good solid days work right on horses can be really good for you. So yes, we are looking at expanding up to um, Wyoming. If one of our Wranglers ends up moving to Montana, like I was telling you earlier, maybe along the Canadian border, um, then we'd look to open something there. It's it's easy to open something if it's from if it's with someone who has done our program and knows our program and has taught our program. Um, it would be easier to do and implement for all of our veterans and first responders out there. No matter where you are in the nation or in the world, um, you know we're. There are other programs um, 
that are available in other states and other countries. And if they want to give me a call or if you want to give me a call, um, I can try and connect you with a program that might be a good fit for you. Uh, and also, maybe it's you're coming out to San Diego for a vacation or if we can get a donor that can sponsor a veteran or first responder to come out here for a week or two, um, you know, whatever we can do, we want to be able to do it because we, we definitely want to serve um, all of you. And so, I mean, this is a great way to just get outside and be with the horse and just have some natural healing. You know, it's just, a, it's a natural, it's a natural healing. And so we're here for you. So let us know what, whatever you need, let us know. How would people get in touch with you if they wanted to reach out? You can go to our website um, and on our website, there's a little contact page and it'll come straight to us. Our website is www.saddles with the S. Uh, plural, inservice.org. And they can also reach out uh, to contact at saddlesandservice.org. And that's our um, email address for anyone who needs to contact us. Well, I want to thank you for all the work you've done with veterans and first responders. You know, when you research what you and your husband have done, it's super cool. Like you've made a big difference in this world for people that have made a difference. That's pretty cool. Yes giving back to those who've given so much to us, right? Um, it, it's important. I'm really grateful that we cross paths and what you and your husband are doing is fantastic. It's awesome. This was awesome. It was so awesome to uh, meet you. And uh, if you guys come down to San Diego, you and the family, come on out and visit us. We need this awareness out there. So this is, it's good that so many people are starting to really get that awareness out there and people are understanding was just the tip of the iceberg. Well, that wraps up another edition of Undercover Mental Health. I want to thank you for taking the time and listening and helping us crush the stigma when it comes to mental health. Take care.